Monday, February 26th, 2024. This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host the Old Man's Podcast here Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start recording and publishing your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbeam at www.podbeam.com and use the code PODCAST21. That's all capitalized, PODCAST21, for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check them out. Bienvenidos al Old Man's Podcast, el podcast del viejo. Nos puedes escuchar en la app de Podbean Podcast, en Apple y Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music y muchos otros lugares. Si nos quieres escuchar en vivo, nuestro show se transmite de lunes a viernes a las 8 a.m. Tiempo del Centro. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're having a great day. It is Monday, the 26th of February, 2024. I'm the old man, and you've got the old man's podcast with Eric Kirk and the Navigators. Eric, how's it going this morning, buddy? Well, good morning. I know so far we've got Shonda here. We've got our author highlight interview guest, Neil Offen here, and we got Simon and Angel Bayer, but we're just waiting for more, more friends to start showing up momentarily. Right. We got, we got everybody listening Definitely to on the download right now. I want to thank everybody for our, all our listeners. Let's uh, let's point out we got listeners, our top 10 listeners in the world, throughout the world, our top 10 listening places. The mm -hmm. UK, Mexico, Canada, Sweden, Ireland, Somalia, Jamaica, Brazil, Australia, Iceland. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you. And here in the States, we want to say hello to the people in Oregon, California, Virginia, Kansas, Utah, North Carolina, Illinois, Nevada, Nebraska, Alabama. Good morning, everybody. Good to have you with us. Hope you all had a great weekend. Aphrodite, good to see you. Thank you for stopping in. Sweet Angel Bear, thanks to have you. And thank you, Neil, for coming in. Glad to good see to you. Here. Great. Uh, good morning, Shonda. How are you? I am doing well. How's my sound today? Perfect. Perfect. Sounds great. Sounds good. Great. Good. Good. Hey. <laughs> I was a little concerned this morning because when I fired uh, fired up my computer, it was acting super strange. I mean, I don't know what was going on with it. I'm thinking, what would happen if my laptop goes down? Would I be able yeah. to? show you know i go i don't know so i know i can do a podcast through my telephone but i don't know how i've never done that so i i was messing around with my phone with the podbean app i was messing around with it and i uh 
figured out how to do it. I fired it up and did a test, Hi, Marley. Hi, Shelby. A test show Cindy. about five in the morning to see if it was working. And uh, Monica came in. Crash Cat was there. Uh, Shelby was in the chat room. I was going, oh, my gosh, it works. I can do a show through my phone. <laughs> we had fun. <laughs> we had about a... We had about a 15-minute early early morning show, and uh, it was a blast, just a test. So, yeah, so I've got options. I've got options because uh, I, I get concerned. You know, me and technology, you know, we, we fight all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, see, and the angels agree. Angels agree. <laughs> <laughs> I like that sound of my phone alarm. Color H2O, welcome. Yeah, I do too. I like it too. So anyway, today's a special day. Uh, we have Neil Offen with us. He's in the uh, on the panel right now. The author of a book he wrote called "Build a Better Boomer," and Shonda is going to uh, uh, be talking with uh, Neil about his book, and uh, it, we'll be getting to it here pretty shortly. Um, Neil, how are you looking for time? Are you uh, kind of stressed for time? I am perfectly open for all time. I'll be here for weeks if you like. Oh, okay. Well, no, I was just wondering about awesome. the date. I didn't know if you had, uh, you know, if you were at work and. Uh, He's a boomer know. after all. I'm a boomer, so I'm home. I'm a boomer. <laughs> yeah, just like me. I'm a boomer too. I was talking with Grammy. Uh, oh, we did. Uh, we, Grammy was with me when I did the uh, week ahead for Sunday. And uh, we were mentioning how Neil was coming on and, you know, talking about his book. And she goes, am I a boomer? And I go, yes. Yes, Grammy, you are a boomer. <laughs> well, well, the definition of a baby boomer, of course, um, if you were born between January 1st, 1946 and December 31st, 1964, you, you were part of that baby boomer generation. Yeah, you know, I finally had to break that down because I didn't know. I, I didn't know. The generation before us from this list that I got was called the silent, the silent generation. And mm -hmm. uh, and then, then, then came the boomers, and then after us came the Gen Xs. The noisy generation. And, and of course. And, and then, then, of course, after Gen X, there was the, the millennials or Gen Y, which I'm, of course an older millennial for at that matter. And then the, then the post millennials are the Gen Zers. Right. And then this current generation is called the Gen Alpha. Yeah. Gen Alpha. So yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a boomer. I'm a proud okay. boomer too, by the way. I'm a proud boomer. <laughs> okay. Boomer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. That's what everybody says. Okay. Boomer. Got a notice. <laughs> got a notice from my friend, uh, uh, Roberto. He was telling me that uh, he went out and he was uh, went out and walked a half a marathon on Sunday, and uh, he was uh, you know I was going ah eh, good he's trying to get he's trying to get uh, get in shape because he's going to do that uh, Pacific uh, Trail that Pacific oh trail. the PCT the Pacific Crest Trail yeah he's done part of it before in the past and uh, he's gonna he's gonna do it again he's he wants to do it again. And so he's out walking and, you know, getting getting in shape. And he did a, a half a marathon, which is, what, 13 miles? I think that's a 13-mile walk. And he showed me a picture of him and holding his little pint Welcome glass he got, his little pint glass for as a, as a little trophy thing. And, all right, good job. Good job, Roberto. 
I go, I, uh, I, uh, I walked to the mailbox this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told him, I go, I think it took me about as long as it did you to do the 13 miles. And uh, he goes, well, you got to take, you you know, we got to get those, uh, accept those challenges going out to the mailbox. So. Shenanigans, welcome. That's a good times. Good times. It's hard, it, it's hard uh, when you have to stop for a snack. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Grammy stands out there halfway to the mailbox and hands it. And uh, so I can get some you water. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. It's a, uh, oh, you're halfway there. Oh, I can make it. Hey, can you drive the... T- can you drive over to the mailbox and give me a ride back? <laughs> <laughs> we actually went and played rescue Rangers with uh, Roberto when he was walking that, uh, uh, the first time he uh, attempted that uh, trail. Uh, I don't know how far he got. He got quite a ways. He was gone. Like uh, he was out walking, like walking about three days, three, four days. And I get a phone call so from him. He's starting he goes, from up where you are and he's taking it South. No, I think he's going to walk from us. I think he's going to walk from us and head up to, to Canada. Doesn't it go oh, all okay. the way to Canada? Yeah. It goes to Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, see, he walked from southern, uh, somewhere in Oregon or southern Oregon up the first time, okay. you know. And now mm-hmm. he's going to go the other way. But when he called me, you know, he's like, hey, buddy, what's up? Where you been? Where you at? You know? And he goes, I need you to do me a favor. I go, what's that? He goes, can you get a hold of Adriana? I can't get a hold of her. I need her to come pick me up. <laughs> so, I'll come get you. I'll come get you. Leave Adriana alone. We don't want her worrying and be all nervous. So where are you at? And I'll come get you. And he told me where he was at. Uh, and uh, Grammy and I drove down there and picked him up. It was really kind of fun. You know, it's kind of fun playing rescue ranger. Come on yeah. in, buddy. He goes, I'm so disappointed in myself. I didn't get very far. I got. I go, look, you got about... You know, you got a whole lot further than I would have gone. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so good for him. I like it. He likes to he likes to hike. Uh, what amazed me was he bought all this equipment to do it in. I mean, he, because he, he was going for light. He didn't want to pack a lot of heavy stuff. So he's buying all this stuff for, for light packing, you know. I mean, I was amazed at the stuff he had, you know. Oh, yeah, every I got, ounce. They know every ounce and, and how much each of their items weighs. He did. I'm here to shout. He goes, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got, uh, let me show you what I'll be cooking on. And I'm like, he pulled out this little tiny, little tiny brute, butane things and little, and I'm going, oh my gosh. He goes, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's only like about, uh, you know, 12 ounces of stuff right there. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He packed really loud. Well, impressed. when you put it all together you're carrying about 40 pounds Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, walking eight to 12 miles a day. Some of them walk 16 miles a day Mm -hmm. and, you know, and then sleeping on the ground and cooking on your tiny little backpacker stove. And it's not for sissies. No. And he had a little tent. He had a little tent in there. I was impressed. I was impressed with all the stuff he packed, but like you said, about, uh, he, I think he come in around 35, 35 pounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. But all the stuff he had was unbelievable. I, I was just unbelievable. So, yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be rooting him. <laughs> I'll be rooting yeah. him, but I won't be doing him. I won't be joining him. Uh, Last summer when we visited Crater Lake in Oregon, there the PCT goes right near there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like to go and, and look at the trailheads. And I like to walk a little bit of it. But, you know, I, we walk a mile or so and then we come back. And we ran into this guy from Ireland 
and I forget his first name, but I, I gave him a sticker for my, my van life pantry group and, you know, just said, if you're interested in staying in touch, come and join the group and let us know how things work out for you. <laughs> he had started three days before in Southern Oregon or two days before. And, uh, he just looked like he was all in, he had taken a month off work, flown here from Ireland with all his gear. And he was going to go from the bottom of Oregon all the way up to Canada or maybe just into part of Washington. And he's only a few days in and he was like, I think I'm, you know, I'm rethinking it. He goes, I've already tossed the bear spray. I'm tossing anything that I can toss that is perhaps non-essential. I'm trying to, you know, lower the weight. He's like, this pack is killing me. I can't move another step. Anyway, we picked him up and took him to, um, the East Rim uh, campground, which was just about a mile away and dropped him off there. And I don't know what he ended up doing, if he finished the hike or not, but it would be nice to know. Yeah, I think that's uh, the one thing people uh, don't realize is it, it is a lot. It is a lot harder hike than what they anticipate. You know, it's got some real rough parts. in it. At least that's what Roberto was telling me. I don't yeah. know. I have a friend whose 16 year old daughter did the Camino del Santiago in Spain Uh and that's a 500 mile walk. And, um, she did really well. Her grandparents did it with her, but, uh, on parts of it, they would drive ahead and wait for her at the next stop. And then she would walk with, with a group. So she wasn't ever completely alone, but, uh, but she would walk with other walkers and then grandparents would, would hop ahead and, and pick her up. But she did the whole 500 miles by herself. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, can you imagine? 16, I've already got that little tucked under my belt. I know. That's amazing. So, anyway. So, Neil, where are you located at, buddy? I am in North Carolina, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Nice little university town. Nice. Yeah, we get quite a few downloads from North Carolina. Uh, that's a yeah, that that's interesting. That's interesting. So you're on the East Coast. You're three hours ahead of me. I'm here in the state of Washington, Vancouver, Washington, and uh, Shonda is uh, she's somewhere in Oregon. I don't know. It's always a secret where I, where Shonda. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you with us, Neil. I'm I'm glad we're able to. Uh, uh, finally do this and what i'm going to do neil is uh here i'm going to turn it over to shonda here in a minute but i'm going to we're going to do the you know the little talk i don't like to call it an interview it's more of a talk and then when we're all done when we're all said and done because our podcast runs for about two hours then when the podcast is done i post that show and get it out there for our uh, listening audience and then i'm going to i'll go in and i'll isolate the interview itself and repost it as a standalone podcast uh, for people that miss the full podcast. They can hear the interview, and we call it uh, the uh, Tom's um, the old man Tom. We call it uh, Tom's author's highlights, and I'll post that. But what I will do is I will send you the MP3 file of the interview for your own for your own records and to do with it what you want. You can have it uh, to, you know, to save and you can have it to share out. Uh, there's no, uh, there's no copyright thing on that. You know, I just give it to you to do whatever you want to do with it uh, for your own records. Uh, 
That sounds great and remarkably complicated. So, but if you know what you're doing, that's great. Barely, I barely know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, you Wait, know more than me. Oh, we probably probably not by not 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 by much. Uh, the one thing about us boomers, we don't know a lot about uh, a lot about technology, and uh, I'm not afraid to say that I don't know anything. Uh, I wish I could go back in time. I wish I could have learned more. But I remember when technology was hitting the hitting the uh, you know the the industry coming in, and I remember going, ah, this ain't gonna last. This yeah. ain't gonna last. This computer. Well, I well, remember because you when... were feeding pieces of paper into a computer that took up a whole room. Yeah, yeah. I remember when technology was a transistor radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, and remember, uh, remember, Neil, we used to just listen to AM. Hey, that's all we had. Yeah. And then when FM radio came around and when FM radio started firing up, it was like taboo. At least it was where I grew up in Tucson. FM radio was taboo, man. That's the that's the bad. That's bad radio there. That's a, that's all in the dark. That's in the alleyway. You know, that's pirate radio type stuff. FM. And uh, yeah, we. If we got caught listening to FM, I remember mom coming in. What are you listening to? Uh, mm, uh, AM? <laughs> you better not be listening to that <laughs> FM stuff, you know. Uh, so, uh, Neil, are you surprised? Are you surprised by uh, how much technology has progressed since you and I were kids? You know, the other day I was Zooming with a friend and um, in the middle of the Zoom, and it was perfect clarity. I could see him perfectly. I could hear him perfectly. The only thing was, it was Thursday by me, and it was Friday by him because he was in Australia. Oh, okay. And the thought occurred to me how remarkable, how extraordinary that is, that we're 10,000 miles away from each other, and it's like we're right in front of each other and how, you know, we've come so far and we take all this for granted. And yet it's remarkable stuff, you know, um, and we didn't grow up with it. So I think we have a sense of how remarkable it is. I think the younger generations, the millennials and the, the Y's and the alphas and all of them, they've had this since they were in the crib. Sure. And it, it's normal for them. It's, you know, just the way they live. But for somebody of my age, for a baby boomer, this is really remarkable. And sometimes we need to step back and think just how remarkable it is. We have had on, our, on my podcast here, Neil, we have had people all across the United States, Alaska. We've had people from England. India and uh, Australia all in the chat room talking to each other uh, at the same time. And it, it's like you said, it's absolutely amazing. All the, the real time conversations that you're having, it's almost like the time zones don't even exist. Yeah. You know, we're just real time talking with everybody. It's kind of cool. It's really fun. It really is cool. I used to live back in the seventies. I lived uh, in Europe. I lived in France. And the way, you know, there were, uh, there was no internet, there were no satellite phones, there was no FedEx, there was none of that. And I remember when you 
wanted to communicate with somebody back in the States. You sent a letter. And if you were smart, you sent it by airmail, because if it didn't go by airmail, it went by boat, and it would take seven weeks to get there. Oh, yeah, I remember. Neil, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you, buddy? I am 77. Oh, man. I, I'm an I'm an early baby boomer, born in 1946. You you got me by seven years. I just turned seventy. That well, congratulations. Same year, same year my aunt Jean was born. Yeah. and her birthday is coming up next Thursday. It, yeah, it is awesome. Well, I tell you, I it is. I am just honored, honored, sir, to have you with us, and I'm going to. Uh, uh, turn you over to Shonda. Shonda is our, our uh, I call them navigators. I call my co-host navigator. She's our chief navigator on Monday's show. Uh, but she is also our um, uh, our editor and uh, lead writer for our web page that we have. Because she writes blogs and puts Hi, them crush. in there. And she, Hi, and she is an author. And she's uh, very smart. And we call her the professor because uh, we always <laughs> learn it when she's here. <laughs> so I'm going to turn it over. Shonda, Neil, Neil, thanks, Shonda. Thanks, old man. Nice to meet you, well, Shonda. Good morning, Neil. I am excited to speak to you, too. I, of course, am an Xer, <laughs> but I am eternally grateful to have been raised by boomer parents. So we are talking to author Neil Offen in E-I-L. O-F-F-E-N. And we are talking about his book, Build a Better Boomer. And the subtitle on that is How to Deal with Bothersome Bodies, Exhausting Exercise, Memory Missteps, Terrifying Technology, Impossible Insurance, Retirement Regrets, Foreign Foods, and, oh yeah, Aging. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a funny book. It's very interesting. It's a, it's a quick, easy read. Um, and how did you come up with the idea? Is it something you've been working on for years or did it just flash by you? Well, I've been a, a columnist, a humor columnist for a number of years on two continents uh, in different places. And I started to realize about three years ago that a lot of my humor columns had a common thread. The common thread was how people my age, how baby boomers deal with a world that is so different from what they grew up with. And it's a world that they're trying so hard to keep up with. You know, the generation before boomers, um, they weren't obsessed with staying young forever. They were content to be in their lazy boy recliners and watch the world pass them by because they knew they had wisdom and perspective and the senior day at the supermarket. Boomers, mm -hmm. not quite so much. No longer young, many of us seem to want to continue to act young and be young. And that's not easy. As we were talking before about technology, it's really complicated. So we do things like we run half marathons and we run full marathons and we hire personal trainers and then check our heart rate on a Fitbit as if we understand what our heart rate really is. We have no idea. <laughs> we play pickleball and we're disappointed to learn that there are no gherkins involved. 
we go, we go to yoga and Pilates and we do Zumba and Tai Chi and we'd probably do downward dog if we could figure out how to do upward dog immediately afterwards. Um, we're worried about dementia and we try to, we do Kijong to ward off osteoporosis and play brain games to ward off dementia. We get new knees, we replace our hips, we swap out our rotator cuffs. And despite all of that, we still don't really know who Olivia Rodrigo is. We can't tell the difference between Dua Lipa and Doja Cat and really have no idea who either of them is. And when we, um, when we listen to music, we all have Spotify and Pandora playlists, but also we have old 45s and LPs. And we're sort of caught between two generations and, and, and two experiences. And the thing about boomers are that one out of seven Americans is a boomer today. It's still a very, very large age group. And 10,000 boomers turn 65 every day. And we're trying to find our way you know, in this new world that's complicated, our bodies are starting to break down and we're trying to figure out how do we hear better? How do we see better? How do we retire better? How do we exercise better? How do we eat better? Because there are all these foods now that um, we had never heard of. Whoever heard of quinoa, you know, when we were growing up. So it's, it's a complicated, period of time for baby boomers. And that's not even mentioning COVID where we were the, the target demographic and we were constantly referred to as the elderly and the fragile and worst of all the dead. So mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's a tough time to be a boomer, but we're, we're plowing ahead and I think we're really doing okay. Yeah. Well, you say, uh, here most of us are gray-haired, stiff-backed, and still using a Hotmail email address. Yes, <laughs> I think yes, that's we are. And some of you are still using AOL. <laughs> who even knew that still existed? Um, I have a number of did... friends who use AOL. <laughs> how did you I'll, become I'll a this, columnist? Shonda. Yes. I have a AOL as a as a backup email account, along with a Gmail as my primary. Oh, there you go. I have a um, MindSpring. Oh, yeah, you know, I haven't heard that one in a while. Yeah, there are still some of those out there. Um, how did you become a columnist? So I've been a um, journalist all my adult life. I started out as a sports reporter um, back a thousand years ago. I was a, um, I covered baseball and ice hockey for uh, a New York newspaper. Um, I, um, went from there to writing uh, for magazines, for things like Good Housekeeping and Reader's Digest and Esquire, and then wrote books. Uh, I wrote books about sports fans, about the training of a, of a young physician. Um, and then when um, I moved to Paris, this was 40-some-odd years ago now, um, I was the editor of a weekly newspaper in Paris, 
started writing columns there and um, and have continued after we came back to the States, writing for different publications uh, here in North Carolina uh, and, and elsewhere. And writing a column is, is a wonderful discipline. It forces you to every week or every two weeks, however the, the frequency is, it forces you to get those 700 words in, whether you feel like it or not. And what I was trying to say before is the more columns I wrote, the more I realized that there was that common thread about growing older in a world that we hadn't made. And it led me to believe that there was a book there about um, making fun of all the advice that baby boomers get, you know, here's how to retire, here's how to sleep better. And it's always the same kind of information, the same kind of advice. And I decided to make fun of it in a book. Yeah, well, and you know, humor is interesting, because you seem to do it very effortlessly in your book. And I was saying to my husband the other day, I'm so much more boring than that. I <laughs> People who are humorists have a knack for barely twisting something that's just normal and looking at it in a slightly different way that makes it funny. I mean, well, for instance, you talk about your bodily deterioration being a matter of perspective. And you say, here's what I mean. Look on the bright side. When you get a cramp in your foot and you can't walk, remember, you most likely have another foot. Let it work for its keep. It may turn out this foot was your favorite one all along. That's funny, but <laughs> it is. Well, you have to think that way to be able to come up with it. Um, thank you. Um, I, I think it's funny too. Uh, and, um, you know, my wife thinks it's funny. Um, you know, friends think it's funny. Um, the reviews of the book um, have thought it's funny. Um, one of the things what you, that you do when you're um, a humorist, when you try to write humor, is you try to um, take a logical situation and instead of the logical conclusion, make it something absurd. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you. I, I, I think in in that same chapter, I talk about um, exercise and how you know you can walk anywhere except at in the um, middle of the Atlantic Ocean, which is not a really great idea to walk there. Um, <laughs> I talk about, you know, starting slow, like maybe, you know, walking out to your mailbox. And if you hit the wall, it's probably because you went in the wrong direction. Um, it's <laughs> just a normal um, phrase, a normal concept, a normal idea and just twisting it a little bit at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, so old man, if you're feeling a tingling sensation in your fingertips, let go of the ice cream and close the freezer door. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, you start, you know, you start seeing, I think, um, and one of the ways to get through um, your 70s and get through a period of time when, you, when you're getting older 
is is to look at the absurdity of it and look at you know why um you know you know we're we're, t- we're told for instance about retirement that you um you know should always start early planning for retirement and so i suggest starting at 4 a.m in the morning um, which is always <laughs> a good idea and and things like that tr- taking literal advice and trying to play with it and trying to make and trying to point out the absurdity in it well and i find that people respond better to humor in a lot of ways because making us laugh keeps us interested and engaged. Um, so I tend to follow the let's be grateful route. And I, you know, I follow the very calming and find serenity and, but turning it on its head and making it funny, I think garners a much larger, more interested audience. I hope so. Um, I think the idea, um, of the book, and I've actually been surprised that some of the reviews have pointed out that there's lots of good advice here. That was purely by accident. Um, <laughs> you know, the, my idea was to try to make people laugh at, um, at how silly and absurd um, all of the advice um, we get. You know, the advice on sleeping, for instance, we're told, and you know, you can see this in every magazine and every newspaper and every AARP newsletter. It'll be stuff like, make sure the room is dark. Like, right, you were going to actually turn on all the lights and, you know, you know, have a marching band move through. So my idea was make sure the room is calm and by preference, it should have a bed in it, you know. <laughs> you know neil, the i'm sorry go ahead neil i was just wondering if i could ask you a question do you find uh the humor do you find a big difference in the humor between the generations um yeah i do um i i think that um my generation the baby boom generation we're more used to um clean humor i think um we're more used to um the absurdity of things i think younger generations and this is a really good question i think are more their humor is more visual i mean i think they're so much glued to their screens that they're more interested in memes which is a word that most um, baby boomers can't pronounce accurately um i think they're more interested in stuff they they see online than in um stuff that they are um would be reading um i think i think funny is funny and i think um that most um boomers um having grown up through a period you know starting with um, the beatles on the ed sullivan show and um the kennedy assassinations i think there's a um an absurdity that boomers have that maybe younger generations don't see because they're they are so used to almost the impossible impossibility of things happening 
I don't know if that, if I'm making myself clear, but I do think there is a difference. Mm-hmm. Well, I like your um, recommendation for avoiding falls. Be careful going up or down stairs. If your stairs are particularly steep, consider installing a zip line. If there are just a few, ask a neighbor to carry you. <laughs> well, you know, I and mean, if you're oh, good. I was just going to say that, um, as as most boomers know, falls are the leading cause of winding up on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> right. And if you're falling backward, tuck your chin to your chest, round your back, pull your knees up to your diaphragm, and curse all the fall prevention advice that recommends you do all that in the split, split second that you are falling. Exactly. Exactly. That, that, that you know, again, that that's part of the the really obvious advice that we we all get that yes we know that you know um, tell us something you don't know and i'm trying to tell people something they don't know <laughs> on a serious note i think i think a lot of people think because we're boomers that we're just all around ignorant uh I, I, that's just kind of my observation you know i don't well, think so Maybe about modern life in a lot of ways. Well, you're the common sense generation. For instance, I have a question for all of you. Um, The Grammys were just a few weeks ago. How many new modern performers who were up for Grammy nominations did you recognize? Could you identify? Well, I have to admit, I didn't, I don't and didn't watch the Grammys, but if I did, I probably would have known one. Yeah, I, I, I didn't watch it either, but I, from what I've read, the people that were up for Grammys, I probably didn't know, you know, 95% of them. <laughs> and, uh, and to I me, that's, that's been kind of purposeful. And I think that's kind of true for, for most of us. Um, you know, so are we, are we not hip? Um, I think the answer is that many of us still use the word hep and hep has been replaced by hip. So no, you know, we're, we, we don't know, we don't know the same things that younger generations know. Um, sometimes younger generations talk tech talk. I, I have a chapter in the book that's a glossary of tech talk. And most of it is, you know, incomprehensible to us. Well, you know, what I what I meant about thinking that um, that I'm ignorant is because they they I think from what my experience, Shonda, is that they don't think that I'm I know anything about life because I'm just an old guy. I don't understand or know anything about life, you know. And on the other hand, I think that they are so young and inexperienced that they don't know anything about life. Right, right. Well, here's something fun. I, so HEP, you you know, you're a, you're a real HEP cat. Um, (laughs) HIP replaced that, but of course HIP has been replaced as well. And so I just Googled what word replace HIP and the answer is HIP replacement. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's true for the boomer generation. What replaced HIP? HIP replacement. (laughs) Yeah. 
I think that's so Neil, you are used to writing 700 words every time you have to very frequently. So I'm guessing it didn't take you a long time to put this 200 odd pages together and, and cobble it together, ready to print. Actually, it took me much longer than it should have. I'm, I'm an inveterate editor. So, um, I'll write something and then I'll change something here and then I'll write something else and then I'll reorder something there and I'll keep tinkering and tinkering. And, um, you know, I may change a sentence here or change a word there or a reference point. And I do that a long, long time until you finally get to the point where you have to literally fish or cut bait and um, say, you know, the book's never going to get out if I'm going to keep doing that. I like editing. I think, um, I think lots of people can write. I think quality writing comes from editing and the hardest thing to edit is your own stuff you know i can edit other people's work um my wife is an editor fortunately so i had an in-house editor um to help with the book um but i tinkered for a long time so the book the full gestation period of the book was probably two and a half to three years. Okay. Do you use a formatting software or did you just put it all together in word format? It was all in word format because formatting software sounds immediately too complicated for me. Amen. Well, it is. <laughs> I started using Scrivener recently and you have to take a college class to be able to figure out how to use the thing before you can put your words into it. So, you know, uh, I, it's, I, it's... I'm, yeah, I, I just find, um, I, and I think this is true of a lot of people um, in the baby boom generation. We know how to do the stuff we know how to do. And if anything is different from that, like, oh my God, they changed my homepage. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and the, and the, the most dangerous, scary words I think any of us have ever heard is you're ready for an update. Oh, and, oh I hate yes. those. And no, so I, 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 I work, I work in word because it's something I know how to do. Um, my wife has tried desperately to teach me track changes because that's a way you can edit things and see what changes you've made. And um, I think it's a losing battle. <laughs> Nothing makes me break out, a sweat, break out in a sweat faster, Neil, than the words coming up on my screen. We have updated. Yeah. Yeah, because what that means is I have to go learn a whole new thing now. That, and and you, like I said, we know the things we know when, when it's somehow a little bit different. And I think that's one of the major differences between generations. The kids who have grown up with the technology aren't scared of changes. The older generation, my generation, we have this feeling that if we do something wrong now, we're going to break it. You know, there goes the whole internet. 
you're you you know me. You know me so well, Neil. <laughs> well, I have this this thought that part of the reason they make updates is simply to remove one piece of your favorite feature and watch what we do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know. Um, so you there's used a private the camera watching us going, oh, my God, what do I do now? Yeah. Well, 1984 warned about that, and I think we're there. So <laughs> there really are cameras everywhere. Um, the Paper House publisher, you used the Paper House. How did you find them? Um, through uh, dogged research, um, and um, they were a company they're based in new jersey that um had some experience with um similar books um they have good distribution which was important to me um to get books into bookstores and get it on amazon because god knows um that's where most books are sold um they also had um good editorial services and um, I think maybe the most important thing that I liked um, what they did with covers. I liked the cover of my book very much. They went through a lot of different um, 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 examples of the cover until I was fully satisfied. And they've been good to work with. Oh, that's great. And so you would recommend them then to other authors i I, are... I would they they um they've done a good job when i suggested something oh i don't like you know the color of the paper um they were able to change it they were very responsive to all um, to all of my questions and um and concerns and i think the the book has turned out well and they deserve credit for that yeah, well, it's a very interesting read. Um, before we close this out, do you have a favorite section of the book, whether it was more fun to write or whether you think it's the, the, the most fun to read? What's your favorite part of your book? You know, this is going to sound bizarre, but I think my favorite part of the book, and it came very late in the process, so everything in the book is a joke um you know the 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 advice is is supposed to be funny and supposed to be jokey the about the author is um is funny and and a little bit silly the last thing in the book the last few pages are in fact the index and the index is funny and i really had a lot of fun writing the index it starts with the the first item in the index is aches and it says aches see pains um, <laughs> and it, it it goes on in that way and i think i know it's uh, an odd thing to say but i i really think that i really enjoyed the index the last item in the index is zip codes and i give a number of different zip codes including my own <laughs> nice. Well, and I liked you that you included a, an older picture of yourself from the hip days, the hep days, and the now picture of yourself. And you're about the author area. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I liked. I that was an idea that I had late in the process uh, of then and now um, picture to show that you know um, 
My hair is no longer dark black and long. Um, my beard is, is gray, but I'm still hanging in there. Yeah, and doing very well. Well, I really appreciate you coming to talk to me and sharing your book with us. And I hope that it is purchased far and wide because it is a delightful read. Well, thank you very much. It's been a delight um, talking to you, Shonda, and, and being on the podcast. I've enjoyed it um, a lot. And I but do I, have a question for Neil. Um, is your Twitter X handle Neil often one by any chance? If so, I believe I found you. Yes, it is. That's I, I, I should point out, I have two cousins who are also named Neil often, but Neil often one is me. <laughs> um, I just wanted one, to verify one, to make sure it was you. Neil, do you it's have, not, do you have, any, do you have any other books? Do you have any other books other than this one? I, I, I have a number of books. Um, I, um, most of them are no longer in print. I, I wrote a book called Calling Dr. Horowitz. I mentioned before the training of a young doctor. It was made into a film with uh, Steve Guttenberg and Julie oh, Haggerty nice. called um, Bad Medicine. Um, I, wrote, um, I wrote a book about sports fans. I wrote a book about um, baseball managers. Um, so yeah, I've done about, um, I think 10 or 11 books. Um, but this is the, um, the most recent. And where can we find it again? Shonda, where you, can we find this book? Or you can find this book anywhere books are sold, your local, um, independent bookstore, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, you know, the corner bodega maybe. And it's called Building a Better Boomer, written by Neil Offen. And um, yeah, you can find it in a lot of places. If you if you just Google Building a Better Boomer, you'll find a, a lot of results that will link you there. And Neil, I wanted to tell you that Eric is excellent at sharing and um, he just pushes, pushes, pushes on Twitter and, and other places to get information out there. So... That's great. Well, I'm well. I'm I'm usually told by a lot of our peers here on Podbean that I'm quite the influencer because yeah. I'm really so great at marketing. Yeah. Well, now that that's something I actually mentioned in the book that um, when boomers were growing up, we did not have a word like influencer. In fact, most boomers don't know what an influencer is. <laughs> and you know, and, and, and on that, that term influencer, like, I mean, I don't really think of myself as an influencer. I just think of myself as, you know, you know, like promoting and pu pushing like talents that I believe are, you know, full of potential, like, and, and we see that here on Podbean and, and I, you know, promote the hell out of um, people like Ralph William and the, the old man and, James from Slightly Serious and, you know, like, you know, some like the comedy podcast, like the Potluck podcast and the Beans and Weenie show mm -hmm. and some of the other other peers like Brett and Scott who do the Pulse and Anderson Nana podcast um, and then Russ who does the Outside Normal podcast, even though he's not here right now, um, because, you know, it's almost like podcasts these days are replacing like the traditional legacy media as we know it. Um, but but I know that, that more research is still being done on it. Mm -hmm. No, podcasts are are the future of media. No, Absolutely. I don't think that's clear. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Neil, in closing, um, do you have any uh, any words of wisdom you'd like to share to our listeners out there before we go? Uh, words of wisdom um, are written on the subway walls and tenement halls and echoed <laughs> in the sound of silence. <laughs> now, now, all right, now Absolutely. do you know what that's from? Yeah, only a boomer. <laughs> only a boomer would know that, yes. Okay. Uh, well, I, well, I have to tell you <clears throat> that you've done very well because um, – both of my boomer parents are gone and uh, at my dad's funeral one of the songs that we played was a simon and garfunkel song <laughs> which one i hope it wasn't mrs robinson it was bridge over troubled water and uh, he always loved that song because he said they used that's a beautiful song canon they used actual canon to make some of the noises in that song i did not know and that so it was one of his favorites. So, yeah, we played it at his funeral. I had a feeling all of you might know the reference. <laughs> the Sound of Simon. The Sound of Silence. Um, uh, well, and I know before, you know, the, this interview, like, has to, to end, um, we would like to also give Neil an invite to come into our Friday show, which is our Promote Your Podcast Projects and Business Ventures Day. And he's also got an invite to check out some of the other great podcast talents here on Podbean that we highly recommend. I'm going to yeah. tell Neil that he can come back on our show anytime he wants, any day he wants. I mean, Neil, well, definitely an open door policy here. We got a standing invitation to come back and share your wisdom or join the show. And uh, it would just be a real pleasure and an honor to have you pop in every now and then and just come up and tell us what you're up to and what's going on, man. Well, that, that that's a, a you know a, a standing invitation as long as I'm allowed to sit down while I do it. Um, <laughs> I, 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 that that's lovely. Thank you. I I will definitely take you up on that invitation. Oh, it would be so much fun. I mean, I, I, and and it doesn't matter what going, it doesn't matter what show I got going on. I would definitely. Just bring it to a screeching halt yeah. just just to talk to you, Neil. Well, yeah, no. yeah, and we've had like other authors who are you know featured guests here on the Old Man's Podcast Show, including you know Doctor Man of the Pete Jackson Private Detective Series and Bob Gonzalez. You know, um, wh wh what's that book of his again? A Flicker in the Water. Mm -hmm. I know yeah. we would definitely be honored to introduce you, you Neil, to that, those talented authors. Well, that you know, again, um, I appreciate the offer. This has been a lot of fun. Great. Uh, I hope I haven't ruined it for your listeners. No, no, not at all. Uh, Shonda, you got anything we else? We enjoyed having you. you no, know, well, I just looked up the definition of humor, and the definition in Britannica is electrical stimulation of the main lifting muscle of the upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was doing. So there you go. Well, you Neil, do have to exercise to laugh. <laughs> exactly. Well, Neil, this brings uh, a conclusion to the interview. You are more than welcome to hang on and stick around for the uh, for the rest of the show. Like we have another uh, about another hour and a half, an hour hour and five minutes to go. Uh, Shonda's with us for another half hour before she's got to scoot out and get to work. She's got to go do work stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I have to. Exercise. I have to go. I have to go scoot and do breakfast stuff. All right. All well, right. enjoy. Thank you for joining us. I really enjoyed my, it. Great having you. My pleasure. Thank you.
Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. Neil Offer. Uh, often. Often. Neil Offen. Let's give him a Neil, round of applause. Building a better boomer. Neil, thank you very much, man. It Again, was, my pleasure. That was, a, that was fun. Neil is a fun guy. You need to check out that book. You want to enjoy something? You want a, a little insight to the boomer generation? Make sure you get out there, buy that book, get that book, Building a Better Boomer by Neil Offen. And he said you can get it anywhere. So by all Well, and it's very polished. It's very well edited. It's the the formatting is very well put together. It's just an easy, quick read. And you can you can really pick up anywhere in it and and then pick up anywhere else. You don't have to start from page one and go all the way through because it just has these great little quips, you know. I love those kinds of books, you know, that yeah. you don't have to read from beginning to end. Cause if you do, you, you're lost, you know, you don't know what's right. going on. No, I love yeah. those books that you can just pick up and read, pick up and read. Yeah. Good. Time. Yeah. And the humor is sprinkled throughout. So you can choose one page and you've got some, you know, funny content to pick you up and move you along your day. Well, actually uh, speaking of humor, I think that the uh, boomers and gen Xers are the, we are the funniest generations. I think, I think we have, uh, I think we have a yeah. bigger sense of humor. I mean, cause we can laugh at ourselves better than anybody else. You know, we laugh at ourselves and uh, well, in a way that's kind of what Neil's book is. He's making fun of himself. You know, he's making fun of our generation and uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're not easily, if uh, we're not easily offended, you know, Neil, if you're still there, do you find, are you finding that we're thick skinned? We're not easily offended. Oh, I think we're easily offended, but oh, I think we are. <laughs> Please explain. Well, I, 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 I mean, you know, we, I think we can take a joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We can take a joke. We really prefer if the joke's about somebody else. Well, that's yeah. true. We will, laugh, <laughs> we will laugh at other people really fast and hysterically. But I find that I do laugh at uh, I do laugh at me. I do laugh at our stuff too. Uh, what do you think political correctness has done to the state of humor? Oh, the- you had to go there, did you? <laughs> I just want Neil's opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, he's already chuckling. He's already chuckling. You know, political correctness has made it more difficult to laugh at more things, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Well. Well, well, so, old oh man, our, our That's about all Shonda's going to let us talk about. No, no, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> well, our topic of the week was humor. Go ahead, Eric. And I was going to say that there was a time, you know, when politically incorrect comedy was the norm because because that, that, that kind of comedy, you know, you know, was designed to keep society in check because there was a time when you, you could watch Saturday Night Live and and really thoroughly enjoy it or or some of the other late night talk shows or but but nowadays it it's become far and few few between. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you have to be careful when you you don't want it to be mean spirited, and well, that's true too. Have there have been fine lines crossed at times, and uh, so yeah. But it's always, I think, our task is always to find new ways as culture changes and as we have changes through history and time, our challenge is to find new ways to continue to be humorous and, um, and express ourselves in that way. Oh, we have to be, we have to laugh. I mean, 
uh, I mean, well, you definitely have to laugh. Laughter, part of laughter actually releases chemicals in your body that are beneficial to your health. So yes, laughter oh, is yeah. medicine. Welcome, nothing, nothing puts me in a be, in a in a mood, mood a better mood quicker than looking and reading things that make me laugh. <clears throat> make me laugh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just love I love a good laugh, and I've got certain people in my life that I like hanging around Welcome because they Francis. make me laugh. You know, it is just fun. You, Gary, uh, that's one thing, uh, one thing that Grammy and I love about each other is we actually go out of our ways to make each other laugh. Because Welcome. it's fun. It's, it's mm-hmm. just fun. It's just nice to have a good laugh. Uh, Shonda, I mean, Robert, I, I, don't know. I, I always have the impression that I have the impression that you and your husband have a, are, are kind of like that. You kind of like, uh, make each other laugh we do actually we well i mean we have the the fun of really liking each other yeah, <laughs> you know a lot of i see a lot of married people who don't seem to like their spouse very much and you know, when I was working in banking there, all the women were, you know, let's have the ladies night. Let's get away from the husbands. And I always used to say, oh, I have to go have the ladies night. You know, sorry, I'll be back because I like hanging out with my husband. He is hilarious. And, um, you know, I, I like all women, I nag and chastise a bit here and there because he does um, sometimes overdo it. And he likes... He kind of likes the kind of humor that I don't like sometimes, which is um, he likes pranks. He likes the social um, experiment kinds of humor like you see online where, you know, people like the like the candid camera type humor where they used to go and take the hidden camera and then, you know, create a ruse and then watch someone's reaction. He likes those things. Um, but aside from that, he's just witty and yeah, we always, we're always laughing at things. Even when we've had a bad day, we, we find something to laugh about. Oh yeah. That's how we are. And you know, people think that I came up with that. Oh, now come on you. Oh, come on. You know, that was funny. You know, people think I come up with that on the show. No, yeah, I've been saying that to Grammy for twenty years because you know, <laughs> probably I, because when she looks at you like, uh, yeah, like her it, little eyes rolling, you're like, come on, come on, you know that was funny. Come on now, you know that was funny. I know I do that. As a matter of fact, I did that to her just last night. You know, I said <laughs> something to she. Yeah, I th- I told Grammy, I go, you know that you know what the strongest muscle in your body is. She goes, no, what's the strongest bu- muscle in my body? I go, it's your eyes from rolling them all the time. Mm-hmm. And she just looked at me and I said, oh, come on. You know that. You know that was funny. And she rolls her eyes. Yeah, we we thought the heart would have been the strong, strongest muscle because that's pumping blood throughout your body. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no. The eyes, Eric. The eyes from rolling them. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I love, I love the left. Hey, Joseph, how you doing? I am doing very well. Thank you, Tom. Great show as always. Oh, thank you, buddy. What What's a that? wonderful interview. Wonderful interview. Wasn't he an interesting guy? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so what, uh, uh, Joseph, are you a, are you a Gen Xer or what are you? You're not, you're not. No, a- I'm a, I'm a oh, boomer. I'm at the very you- end of the boomer generation. When were you born? Uh, November of 62. You are, you just scooted in after a couple I, of years. Yeah, I, I did. Yes. I, I sque- squeezed my way in. 
squeezed in. Stay did the best part of the generations right there, man. That's so right. what's your take on humor, uh, Joseph? Do, do we need we need more humor? Like, like I always felt like we needed humor in the in the workplace. I went out of my way to kind of be funny and crack jokes with my workers because I found that it made work pleasant and it put uh, it put them in a better frame of mind and they did a better job. That is so true, but, but you know what? You have to be so careful nowadays. Things you could say, as you know, 40 years ago, and not even the off-color stuff, 40 years ago, you can't say today. You have to be so, so careful. And I know in training, mm -hmm. I tell, I have to be so careful. So the two things that I use for humor is I poke fun at myself, yeah, which is, which is acceptable, and I tell bad dad jokes. Yeah, that's how I was. I'd always but, poke fun of myself and get them laughing. Yeah, <laughs> but you have to be so careful. People nowadays are insulted at the, the, the littlest things. And it's a horrible thing because we're not, and I'm not saying you have to be thick skin about everything, but everything today insults people. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, I, I hate to, I'll bring this up. I mean, there was this poor woman who you may have read about who, who worked for um, a, a volunteer with multiple sclerosis. And I don't know if you heard about this in California. She had been a volunteer for 60 years. And she just asked a question. It wasn't even a humor. Asked a question. She didn't understand the whole pronoun thing. And they told her, oh. sorry, you can't be a volunteer anymore after 60 years of helping us. I mean, that's how sensitive some people are. So, yeah, it's, it, it's horrible. It really is horrible. That's and, very unfortunate because there are uh, people who really don't understand the current modern culture or the changes that we've made or, you know, all of the, the things that, that go on. And somebody should have just really explained it to her rather than uh, pushing her out. That's unfortunate. It is. And so it's, it's a horrible thing. And I know in training and I'm getting up and doing training now for a local government, uh, I have to be so careful of humor. Uh, these days. And so I, I stick with a couple of tried and true bad dad jokes. And if you don't mind me telling mm -hmm. you my favorite one. No, nope, I do. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> my favorite one is all of my Egyptian friends tell me there are no crocodiles in their country. I keep telling them that they're all in denial. <laughs> that is a good one. It is a bad one. It is a bad, bad joke. That is and a good bad one. Yeah. People will laugh, except for the younger, the younger folks who come into training. They they just kind of look at me like, oh, please. What's the exercising their eye roll? That's right. Doing the, the exercising their muscles, right, Tom? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So because we have to know what the educational part of this is, the Internet Encyclopedia of Philosophy defines humor um, it, or discusses humor <clears throat> and says the philosophical study of humor has been focused on the development of a satisfactory definition of humor, which until recently has been treated as coextensive with laughter. The main task is to develop an adequate theory of just what humor is. According to standard analysis, humor theories can be classified into three neatly identifiable groups. Interesting, because I wouldn't think of humor as neatly identifiable, but they say incongruity, superiority, 
and relief theories. So the incongruity theory is the leading approach and includes historical figures like Immanuel Kant, Soren Kierkegaard, and perhaps the um, origins in comments made by Aristotle and in rhetoric. Um, so primarily focusing on the object of humor, it sees humor as a response to an incongruity, a term broadly used to include ambiguity, logical impossibility, irrelevance, and inappropriateness. Now, I think that actually covers a lot of it. Ambiguity, mm -hmm. logical impossibility, irrelevance, or inappropriateness. Now, kind that of the crux base of humor, yes. That, that just too philosophical for me. Sorry, <laughs> it's just it's it's, it's too much. I mean, can't we just say we want to have a little fun? And I'm not I'm not making fun of you, Shonda. Please understand that. Oh no, you can. <laughs> I, well, like I I'm said at the beginning, I, I said I'm a little too boring for the humor parts, and I do not. I like to laugh, and I can. Uh, I've always had um, sarcastic wit. I grew up in a household with very sarcastic wit, um, but but just outright humor eludes me. I love to engage in humor. I just cannot I produce it. it. Yeah, I, and that's how I am. I grew up in a house that our our main source of uh, our main you thing of humor and laughter was, was sarcasm. Yeah, we were we're very sarcastic. And the thing is, is like I saw this definition, you know, uh, 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 a good friend, a good friend you you can take and be sarcastic to and they don't get offended. They think of something more sarcastic to come back at you with, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I, you know, that's that's the kind of people I like to hang around. You know, I love sarcasm, you know, we have a long it welcome. Is, Good uh, to have you. You know, it's like, you know, somebody be sarcastic to me. It's like, oh, it's a challenge, is it? You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of like to me, uh, it's kind of like um, the yo mama jokes, you know. Uh, you sarcastic. <laughs> but, it, uh, you know, it says here, and I don't think a lot of people really understand this, but stress relief from laughter is no joke. When it comes to relieving stress, more giggles and goffs uh, are just what the doctor ordered, and here's why. Whether you're goffing at a sitcom or TV or quietly giggling at a newspaper or cartoon, laughing does you good. Laughter is a great form of stress relief, That's the, and that's no joke. A good sense of humor can cure all ailments, but data is mounting about the positive things laughter can do. A good laugh has great short-term effects. When you start to laugh, it doesn't just lighten your load mentally. It actually induces physical changes in your body. Laughter can stimulate many organs. Laughter enhances your intake of oxygen-rich air, stimulates your heart, lungs, muscles, and increases the endorphins that, can, uh, release by, that are released by your brain. Active and relief your stress response. Activate and release your stress response. A rollick, uh, a rollick laugh fires up and then cools down your stress response, and it can increase and then decrease your heart rate and blood pressure. The result: good laugh, relaxed feeling, soothe tension. Laughter can also stimulate circulation and aid muscle relaxation, both in which can help reduce some of the physical symptoms of stress. I found that when when I am achy, when I got a lot of 
you know, my, my arthritis is flaring up. My joints are hurting. My inflammation's out of control in my body. Uh, you know, if I'm talking to Grammy or I'm talking to Big Penny or somebody that can make me laugh and I get laughing, when I'm done talking to them, I realize I don't hurt anymore. Uh, I've actually, I've actually stopped hurting, you know. So, um, you know, uh, Aphrodite says, yep, I have those kinds of friends, although we make the world go run. Yeah, uh, joking. We make the world go around, but it's running in, cir- in a circle and we are behind. It's so it's still running from us because I'm so ugly. One friend is so sarcastic. One is very amusing and one is serious and one is logical. Sounds like the guys I golfed with. I mean, that's how we were. We, uh, we go golfing and mean, we would just attack each other in sarcasm and joking, poking fun at each other and laughing. I mean, we're having so much fun. And uh, what a great, great thing to do. We need to laugh more is what I'm saying, people. Laughter isn't just a quick pick-me-up, though. It's also good for uh, good for you over long term. It improves your immune system. Yeah. Negative thoughts manifest into chemical reactions that can affect your body by bringing more stress into your system and decreasing your immune. By contrast, positive thoughts can actually it release Neo, neo, what is that? Nero, pedip, pedip, I don't know what that word is. Don't, <laughs> don't try it. <laughs> You'd be afraid to butcher that. <laughs> but it helps stress uh, potentially more serious illnesses. It helps it. I'm telling you. And, and I think, I think that's, I think more people would have better days if they would just get up. Get up in the morning and seek out things that make you laugh. I mean, you like looking at funny videos. You like reading funny memes. Well, then by all means, do that. Give yourself a good 10, 15 minutes of just reading stuff that makes you laugh. Doing stuff that makes you laugh. You got a favorite comedian you like listening to? Listen to him. I mean, nothing nothing will get you in a better mood quicker than a good belly laugh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, do you remember Irma Bombeck? Yes. So my husband didn't remember her, which is crazy because all the women of the 70s listened to Irma Bombeck, right? So we all grew up with it. And I don't know if your mom did, but she was hilarious. And so I was looking at some of her quotes and one of them is, seize the moment. Remember all those women on the Titanic who waved off the dessert cart? (laughs) That's tragic, but hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> she just had a way of putting those little quips together and, you know, making you laugh. Mm-hmm. Shauna, do you have a do you have a a favorite comedian that if you happen to come across something that it, it uh, you, you know, like a video of their routine or something, you'll stop and listen to? Do you have a modern a one? Um, my, modern my favorite or old, don't matter. Modern or old, well, I, I always really liked Irma Bombeck. Um, my favorite modern comedian at this moment is um, Angela Johnson. Mm-hmm. And um, Samrat Malcolm. I really like um, the person whose name I can't think of, the I Ain't Doing It woman, um, Heather Land. I think she's funny. Okay. What about you, Joseph? Do you have a favorite comedian? 
So I do. Unfortunately, he's he's no longer with us, and it is um, the comedian John Pinay or Panetti. Oh. They sell these that big heavy set guy um, who likes to talk about his weight and make fun of himself and eating. I, I every time I come across his videos on YouTube, I've got to stop and watch. Even if I've seen it fifty times, I got to watch it again because it all he always makes me laugh. And it's sad that he has passed away. A couple of years ago, but I, I, he's one of the guys that I always watch. And the other one, other one, Sam Kinison. Oh, <laughs> he cracks me up. Yeah. And, and again, another one of those who you just love to watch because he's just shouting at you and he's hysterical yeah. at it. I just hysterical watching him. Um, you know, loved him in, in, uh, was it, uh, uh, uh Go when he back, was it back to school with Rodney Dangerfield, and he yeah. was on Saturday Night Live, and he did the episode where he played the make believe kindergarten teacher, uh, just laughing hysterically every single. Another one we lost way too early. Right. Do you know? Uh, speaking of Sam Kennison, um, if you, I mean, he might not be everybody's cup of tea, but if you like him, you like him. He mm -hmm. is absolutely hilarious. And Joseph, the one thing I learned about him was when he broke into the comedy uh, uh, con comedy scene, he he was just a normal just just said it. I mean, he just said his jokes. He did not have that screaming in there, right. and he wasn't very popular. He was it wasn't taking off. And then for some, uh, I can't remember the reason he said, but for some reason, he did a he did an act and he yell he did that yelling, mm -hmm. you know, he did that yell and man, he took off. He took off, but well, my older and, favorites were Stephen Wright and oh, uh, I love Stephen Wright, and, and I liked Louis Anderson. Oh, great comedians! I my favorite have... Louis Anderson skit was the one where he is a drunk guy in the middle of the night, and he's going to Denny's, and you know he wants pancakes, but he wants beets, and he really, really wants pickled beets, and they're telling him they don't have beets, and he's like, I want beets, and so it's this whole drunk skit where he's searching for you know drunk food in the middle of the night. It's hilarious. Uh, I, I have so many. I can't. I can't name. I can't name one because I have so many. I have right, lately. I've been on a Harry. Uh, on a uh, Henry Chow. Henry Chow kick watching his stuff but i i just i have so many and it's like if i come across a comedian i go like oh, 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 oh listen and then i start listening and i just like it's i sit back and i go make me laugh funny man just make me laugh and uh mm -hmm. yeah i've got so many i got so many older ones uh well yeah. i mean of course george carlin and i i've always liked billy crystal he has a a very interesting way of looking at things and and just twisting them a little bit and i, I think billy crystal is hilarious oh yeah yeah uh Ephrodite says uh the abbott and costello dick van dyke lucy blondie uh uh father knows best patty duke those shows like those comedians crack me up uh, abbott and costello cracked me up even still today mm -hmm. i love their stuff and go, you want to go back even further laurel and hardy laurel and hardy cracked me up I just like those old things. I saw an old clip of uh, George Burns. George Burns. He was with uh, is being interviewed by uh, Johnny Carson, and it was just an interview. But I, I mean, and George Burns, he at the time had to be, you know, in his 
right on his 90s or whatever. But the guy was absolutely hilarious. And uh, yeah, I just I just love a good laugh. We need to laugh more. Mm -hmm. We need to laugh more. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest. I mean, yeah, I mean, somebody will say something and I mean, it might be offensive and that. But, you know, hey, I still kind of go, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's not you. You can't say that, but that's a little funny. I'm telling you, you know. Yeah, um, uh, we need to we need to laugh. We need to laugh more. We need to laugh more. Well, I like and Angela I really Johnson was... um, is his Hispanic Latina, and uh, one of her things is you know we'll spank your kids. <laughs> you send them over here, we'll spank them. <laughs> we don't care. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> and that's I'm... so true. You know, like you send your kids over to the Latina mom, and she's gonna whack him along with hers. <laughs> yeah, or the black mom, or the black mom. Yeah, yeah, she'll 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 whack him. Yeah, she'll give him a good whack. Yeah, and that's what uh, this one routine I saw of Henry Chow. That's what he was talking about. He goes, yeah, he goes. I'll tell you what the problem is. Most of your most of your parents and I mean the problem with most of your kids is your kids is is that uh, they need to be popped. <laughs> he goes, send them to me. Like Robert. I'll give them a pop. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, senses of humor. Uh, I just love it. Well, the, I, and, I and don't know who did the song, uh, the, today's the day we give babies away, which of course today, these days that would, it's, you know, taboo thing because we have all of the, the trafficking going on and whatnot. But right. in the seventies, it was a light and funny little thing like, oh, you know, these kids are killing me. Let's send them off to somewhere. And uh, my mom always used to sing that to me. Today's the day we give babies away with a half a pound of tea. You know any ladies who want any babies, just send them around to me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it is funny. It's like funny. I'm going to go give you to anybody who comes and asks. I used to threaten my kids to put them in a box and ship them to their grandma in Tucson. <laughs> well, my mom used to I'm tell us she was going to drop us at the orphanage and I didn't know that that wasn't true. And so my brother would be like, oh, she won't. There are no orphanages anymore. She's like not. he didn't think she wouldn't because she liked us too much. He yeah. thought she wouldn't because they didn't exist. Oh, oh. <laughs> like he believed she would do it if there was a place to drop us at. <laughs> my mom was always threatening to take us to juvie. I'm going to take oh. you to juvie if you guys don't straighten up, you know. Well, there you and, go. Uh, you know, and we're just going, man, we try to. And then, we, you know, our challenge growing up was always to make our mom laugh. We we kids, we kids, all of us, we would go out of our way to do crazy stuff to make our mom laugh. Especially if she come home after a bad day of work, you know, because she was going to come home and take, you know, the wrath of what happened at work was going to be dealt to us, you know. Yeah. So we had to. We had to do something to, you know, get our mom off that. So we would go out of our way. We became comedians right away. And we all knew how to make my mom laugh. And, and she'd, end up be la she'd end up be laughing. And then, you know, all right, let me make you guys your dinner, you little crackheads, you know, and that kind of stuff. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to laugh, people. We got to laugh. And yeah. uh, I, I, I feel sorry for households that don't just share good belly laughs with each other. You know, you sit around, you have fun with your kids and you just laugh. I mean, if you're sitting there and you're doing something, if you're, you know, today's day and age, everybody's got their nose in, uh, in the, uh, you know, in their phones and they're looking at TikTok, Instagram, YouTube and all that stuff. I mean, if your kid brings you something and they go, hey, look at it. This is funny. Stop what you're doing and look at it and share a good laugh with your kid. Just share a good laugh. 
you know, and uh, I mean, that, that's what we ought to do. Or if they read something that they think is funny, you know, let you know, and they want to tell you about it, tell them. Yeah, if they want to tell you a joke, tell let them tell you a joke, you know, and uh, and and just laugh, just have laugh, just laugh, uh, you know, and uh, you know, make it a challenge. Oh, you think that was funny? Here, I got a joke for you, you know, and tell them a real bad dad joke, you know, just we got to have some fun. We got to get back to laughing. Well, here's a funny I, I Abraham. Funny, funny Abraham Lincoln quote. If I were two faced, would I be showing you this one? <laughs> oh, come on. You know that was funny. Come on. Come on. You know that was funny. Come on. See, now you know what I go through, Shonda. That was, I laughed. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, you just you just slipped into the matrix real fast. What did you say? Yeah. Say that again. Up, oh, you're in the matrix. They didn't like my tricks. Joke. They didn't like your joke. <laughs> no, you're not there. You're not back. You're still gone. Uh, and she's only got to, five minutes left. Say hi to Neo for us. Say hi to Neo. And and don't forget about Trinity and Morpheus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, Joseph laughed. That was funny. Like, you gotta laugh. You, you, you gotta have to laugh. laugh. Yeah, me and Eric. You know, it's Eric you know, and, and it's it, yeah, you you got in the Mark for Marx brothers. You never didn't mention the Marx brothers. They were hysterical. Oh, I love those guys. Harpo, Chico, and, and Har uh, Harpo, Chico, and... Groucho. And Groucho, yeah. And, and there was a fourth. There was. He was the straight guy. He was straight. His, Zeppo. Zeppo, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Brian says the Three Stooges. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. And then he had Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Martin and Lewis. They were hilarious. The Smothers Brothers. I mean, the Smothers Brothers used to have us all rolling around laughing. Those Stiller guys. and Mira were pretty funny. Stella and Mira. Uh, yeah. Just funny, funny things. Hey, uh, Shonda, are you back? Are you back? I know she's got to get ready to go here pretty quick. Cut and test. Uh, welcome. It's funny. It's funny that uh, the the trip, the uh, tech problems waited to the till Shonda had to leave. And then they just well after all at once. You know, and... You know, and out of Canada, and I'm sure Crash Cat would be familiar with this one, the legendary SCTV. You know that that was a pretty funny show. Uh, and uh, kids on the kids in the hall, kids in the hall. That was, a funny, that was a funny thing, uh, funny Canadian uh, show. Shonda, are you there? Nope, she's not. She's having problems. Um, well, she looks like she's muted. Yeah, because she tried to talk and it went. <laughs> See, and that's funny. In Living Color. Oh, uh, Living Color was great. Yeah. great you can't do the skits like they had on Living Color a couple of times. They were the two, the two gay guys. You can't do that anymore stuff. You know, and that's really sad because I think the gay community loved those guys. They probably did. They probably loved, did. That's why they kept doing them because they were hilarious. Yep. Uh, okay, am uh, I back? Oh, you're yes, back. You're back. So what I was trying to say was the Three Stooges one, or the I'm sorry, Groucho Marx, uh, where he says, "I've had a wonderful evening, but this wasn't it." 
Oh, oh, here's one for you. This isn't a little, yeah, uh, little, this isn't a, a little slight to heaven, and this isn't something along that one line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That, that was, uh, Shonda, you should use that. You should use that as your closing thing every show. <laughs> Had a wonderful time, but this wasn't it. <laughs> That fucks me up, and it sounds even funnier coming from you. <laughs> I mean it. You well, should write it. Write yourself a little note and close with that every night. Yeah, I might have to do that. I yeah. have had a wonderful time. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And uh, it has been a hoot today. Yeah. I've enjoyed talking about humor and the fact that I cannot produce it, but other people are so great at it that I at least get to partake. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Joseph, for coming in. Your your cool. things are funny. I love all of your um, little tidbits that you put out. Yeah. Well, Shonda, thanks for thanks for your uh, your interview with Neil. I, I'm sorry I I jumped in there a couple of times. I always feel always feel bad when I do that because I always after I say what I want to say or ask what I want to ask, I always feel like oh, no, why did I do that? That's Shonda. no, it's fine. I mean, well, it's a you know, it's a chat. It's not formal, and it's it oh. was it, you you know, it adds to the the overall interview experience. Well, so. <laughs> well and then then I made made like a, a couple contributions as well. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm and... going to talk to you about those, Eric. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> See, Eric, oh, laughs hey. joke. He knows. Well, it's... you know, uh, you know, when we work on getting Arch Kennedy on for an author highlight, you know, sometime in the next few weeks, which um, I'm going to still work on reaching out to him via email, and um, and of course, you know, Robert and then Shane and Lucky Me, they, they've got their their autographed copies of Arch's book on the way too. But I will definitely keep them posted on the progress, and I might see about maybe obtaining a, additional copies of, of Arch's book and have him autograph them as well. Thank maybe you. So we can get a couple of international listeners like Monica, Crash Cat, and Cracks. Because yeah, I know they're, they're among our favorites. That'd be great. Hey, let's say goodbye to Shonda. She's got to run. We don't want to keep Have a her. great week, everyone. Shonda, thank great you. Great having much. you. And uh, we will talk to you later. Oh, she didn't say her line at the end. Oh. <laughs> Oh, well, she'll, she'll do it again next week. Oh, I was trying to set her up, and she didn't even do it. Oh my! God. Well, um, <laughs> well, I know the 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 call panels are open during the final thirty minutes for anybody who wants to jump up and chat with us. Yeah, yeah, you got you got to call up and chat and talk about uh, humorous or funny things by all means. Uh, you know. Well, and um, give us. A and little... we also got a birthday here on Podbean today, but we've been waiting for him to show up, but don't know if he will. It's Chris ABC Seven. Yeah, you know, you, you see him in Russ's show. If, if if he shows up, the Drunken Sailor Choir will serenade him. Tomorrow, of course, is Mama Bear Tracy's birthday, and Thursday is Crax's birthday, and hopefully we're going to get her here. Mama Bear Tracy's? Tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. We need, to, well, we, need to keep our, we need to keep our singing going because, you know, we don't want us to get stale. You know, exactly. Get stale. And... Um, yeah, well, and, um, yeah, I, Joy, she's funny. Mama Bear Tracy's great. Uh, she's a good person. Good person. But, but I know when we have the Drunken Sailor Choir on, we love how Ro Robert sings out of tune. <laughs> Nobody sings out of tune, Eric. We're all <laughs> singing exactly like we should be singing. Nobody's exactly. Out of tune. Yeah. yeah, but that's what makes it so memorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not out of tune. <laughs> <laughs> My father would say to me, Joseph. 
you can't carry a tune even in a paper bag. That's how bad I was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't either. I mean, I can sound all right by myself, but put me in a choir. I'm the one that's off. Yeah. Uh, I'm the one that's totally off. Yeah, I can't sing with other people. Yeah. But that's fun of it. That's the whole fun. Hey, we still have that engagement point contest going on. Uh, if you're in the chat room, you know, all I got to do is share the show, like the show, comment in the chat room. Uh, if you want to call in, you can call in and get some uh, uh, get some uh, uh, engagement points that way. They call it up and get on sure. You know, it'd be awesome, Eric, is if we could get if we could get the entire Drunken Sailor Choir to go over and get get on Ralph's show and sing Happy Birthday to Mama Bear Tracy on Ralph's show because she hangs out with Ralph. You know, I know. That would surprise her so much, but I don't know. I don't know if I could ever hook that up, you know. But uh, uh, we just need to get her over here. Somebody, somebody, uh, send tell Tracy to come over and get serenaded. But she just might, you know. She likes uh, she likes the uh, show. She's a fan. She's a fan and a follower of the Old Man's Podcast. Uh, we get her over uh -huh. here. That's awesome, man. I'd be willing to. I mean, we need to sing. We haven't sang in a while. We're getting our throats are getting well, raspy. Well, you know, you got some March birthdays coming up. I know you've got too much Saucy on the 5th. Um, and it's Saucy. She's really a hoot. Yeah. You know, my mom's my mom's birthday is March 19th. And I think... My mom's birthday is this Friday coming up. She'll be 59. My, grand, my grandpa's really? is the 15th. And it would have been my 33rd wedding anniversary. Oh, oh nice. Well, by all means, let's celebrate that. It would have oh. been. On anniversary, you're on, on anniversary. yeah. That's what I'm saying. We need to celebrate the un anniversary, yeah. yes. I think, like other March birthdays besides Saucy, you've got Jill who spells her last name backwards. She's you know, crazy lady's best friend. Um, Corey on the 13th. Um, we have like Chris from the Homestead, you know, Handy Band podcast on the 17th, and um, Rick Irish is on March 28th. Oh, we gotta get Rick in here. Hey, what what day is that crash you were saying? The fifteenth. My grandpa would have been hundred and five on the fifteenth. And nice. my that, best friend is the nineteenth anniversary. March. Your un anniversary the day. The fifteenth of March. They're both the same day. Oh well you should bring that up then on your show on the fifteenth. No, wait, I'm looking at February. The fifteenth is uh that's Friday. Oh we need to bring it up on your show on the the, I uh, will. 14th. Yeah. And so March nineteenth is my best friend's birthday. So we can make fun of you. Okay, you can do that. <laughs> I do it every day. You're too hey, easy. Listen to me. You're I'm still. Easy. I'm suffering from post traumatic stress from you this morning, sir. Oh, yeah. Wah, wah, wah. I At tried to do a little. To eight this morning. I tried to do a little me special. And Monica thing. get notifications that the old man is doing his show, and I'm scratching my head, going. Am I in the twilight zone? What the heck is happening? <laughs> it's 5 a.m. for him. Why is he on? Really, Alzheimer's kicked in, but strong this morning. Oh, yeah. See, I was fighting. Uh, like, I think I mentioned it earlier in this show. We are fighting, fighting with the equipment, and I wanted to make sure I could. If, the, if I lost my laptop, I, I needed to make sure I could still do a show by doing it through my phone. So I grab my phone. I'm experimenting. Can I do a live show with my phone? <laughs> and I'm goofing around and I got it to work. I, I got it to work. And so I'm there and I'm still working out some of the kinks and some of the bugs in it. 
and it's like five in the morning. And then all of a sudden, boink, there's Monica, boink, there's Crash Cat, boink, there's, uh, uh, there's uh, Shelby. And I'm going, all right, it works. And we had just a little uh, improv show for about, well, it was about 15, 20 minutes, wasn't it? We were yeah. goofing around laughing. Uh, we taught the to old me. man. I was tech support for the old man how to. Yeah. She was trying to get me to do stuff, and it's like, duh, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I, was all, I was all old and whiny. I don't know. I can't do that. Uh, but and Monica suggested that you switch your show to that time because that's when she needs to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, but believe it or not, that show is available to download. It, it's out it there is. now. It's downloaded. I posted it. Yeah, it's hilarious. It is it's funny. Hilarious. I downloaded it and cracked right up. Yeah, and within an hour after I posted it, bam, got thirty some downloads on it already. That's the amazing. Part is, is that you were humming away to yourself for the first like almost five minutes, just humming away. As I was looking and trying to see if it was working. <laughs> I don't know, I don't have no music. Ba, 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 I'm like, does he realize what he's doing? But it was just weird that my phone dinged going, the old man is live now. I'm like, I look at my phone, I scratch my head. I'm like, what the heck is going on? I don't understand. Yeah, it was just uh, it was just so much fun doing that, you know. I should I should probably do that every now and then, huh? Because uh, you guys on the East Coast, you know, at 5 in the morning, that's 8 your time, so I know you're up. Yep. Did you see what do. Joey Fallon put in the chat about me? I'm just saying. Well, what did he say? I'm going to toot my own horn. Toot, 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 toot. Oh, yeah. Why not? <laughs> if you don't toot it, nobody else is well, going to toot it. Well, he's telling me that I'm awesome. And then he said, this is why I come on here, to hear you on here. Me. Oh. 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 And that's why I don't. And that's why I don't let her on the, on the panel so much because she gets that's in bologna and cheese, and then she then she dominates the show. Don't let no. anybody not talk, and then she no. starts fighting with the old man. And and uh, no, I'm no, just making you know. fun of you because you were hilarious I, this morning. I love it. Well, you know, Crash, you got me thinking. I'm thinking every now and then I am going to throw out an early bird show. That's <laughs> a good idea. I'm going to just just throw out an early bird show about 4.35 in the morning, and it's just going to be me. Like, I'm going to start it like I did this one. You have to do it up, 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 up. <laughs> uh, Let's see who else is up there. He'll see who's up and wants to come in and talk to the, man, the old man for a little bit before we get going. Because it was absolutely fun. You and Monica and, and Shelby, you guys were hilarious. I had so much fun. We did. Was, we had lots of fun. Yeah, uh, let's see. I don't know what that show's well, we name. We were feeding off of you. Oh, it, I was just being a—I was being a tech dork trying to get things working. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't quite get it going, but uh, you guys are so kind in helping me and that kind of stuff. It's fun, fun, good times. Hey, Eric. So uh, we only got like uh, you know what? Uh, after today, we only got three days. Well, two and a half days, really. Two and a half days on the uh, engagement thing. Who tell us about what's going on? Who's leading? Who's in charge? Who's who's in the? Um, I'm about to pull up the um the the in the, the top fan stats for the month of February. I know in the lead is you know Brett followed by Sue, and then of course yours truly is number three. Um, even though I'm like you know like one of the lead co-hosts here, and um and usually just you know omit myself um then you've got crash cat in fourth um 
6-2, Patio in fifth, Shelby in sixth. Um, Russ is in seventh place, Miss Dixie in eighth. Boy, Russ. Marley, Marley in ninth, Paul G. tenth. Brian is 11, Amber is 12, Kevin is 13, Shonda is 14, Cindy wow. is 15, 16 is Angel Bear, 17 is George, 18 is Short Pants Robert, 19 is Monica, and 20 is Chuck. Hey, thanks for stopping in, Joseph. Always a pleasure having you, man. Always a pleasure. Uh, Have a great Jim. day, Joseph. Joseph's a great guy. He is a great guy. Make sure you check out Joseph's podcast, Foolish Thoughts by a Fool for Learning podcast. You can find him on Podbean. That's the easiest place to find him. Uh, yeah, okay, Eric. Well, so, uh, you know, we got to see what's going to happen here. I, you know, Sue, Sue UK. I don't know. You know, she could... And, and I mean, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen there. The closer they get, the closer we get to the end, you know, crashes four. I mean, I don't know. We'll see, mm -hmm. you know, cause uh, Brent's not really that far ahead of Sue, uh, you know, not that right. far. Yeah. Oh man. Joey, well, Joey, what's going on? My friend. Uh, who, who's Joey, this? Joey Fallon. Joy no, 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 it says Joy Felon right there. I'm just calling you what you said your name is right now. Yeah, but, um, well, some people it's know George. what happened and everything. Yeah, it's George. I just George. figured that out now. Well, George, right now, to me, you're Joy Felon, man. To me, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, well, some people know exactly what happened, but, uh, yeah, I'll fill you in. Eh, we don't care about that. You're in here as Joy, so come on in, yeah. buddy. Okay, uh, let me let me change my alter ego. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's gotta Yo, be how you doing? How you doing, all? How you doing? How, what's going on? What's your name, old man? Hey, how you doing, old man? How you doing? Yeah, how you doing? How you doing? No, how you? You might have just gave Elgato a run for his money there because. You know, here on Podbean, he's got his homeboy Rogers and Mr. Crow, and then he does his Tony Montana and Mike Tyson and Michael Jackson. I hey, like so the Michael Jackson. Hey, so Friday, I'm but, at the, uh, the So Friday, hold but, on, Eric. But I'll, sorry. No, go ahead, Eric. <laughs> but I, I will say that an, another fa favorite impression that Elgato's fat done lately you is of caps. Did you say fat favorite? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, favorite I'm I'm impression of Eric. I was going to say, hey, I thought I was your fat favorite. Come on. <laughs> well, I, I, I was saying with Elgato, another favorite favorite like voice impression that he is he has done recently, and Ed is working to perfect is pretending he's caps. Oh, I've never I've never heard him do that. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. Fat, F A T, not F A T. Yeah, hey, yeah. if I see Elgato over in Frankie D's show tomorrow, I'm going to let him know Howard. that. Um, that you want to see him very yeah, soon. I haven't threw anybody off the panel in so long. I need him to come <laughs> Hey, so Friday I went and had my tooth yanked out of my head, remember? And yes. I'm there with my dentist. And I love, I love Dr. Erica to death. She's just a great dentist. You know, she'll go in there and rip the teeth out of your head and you don't even know it. I mean, she's got the system down. No, and no, so no, no, well, no, she, she knows just how to put it in. She knows how, just how to give you those shots. And does a great job, and she doesn't overdo it either. So anyway, I'm there, and I'm talking, and I'm talking to her, and I go, and I'm I'm making her laugh, and she goes, "You're awesome." And I go, "No, I'm not. You're awesome." 
and uh, and then the the the, assi- the little dental assistants there is going, no, you're awesome, no, you're awesome, no, you're awesome, and we just started. Well, somebody say they're awesome for crying out loud. Ah, it was fun. Uh, you had to be there, I guess. It was funny. It was funny. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Hey, is Thursday the 29th? Thursday is the 29th, the last yes, day of March. Well, now I know what my show's about. Oh. You can kick March in the butt and get him out the door. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean kick February out the door? Oh, yeah. Thanks, February. No, I'm going March, too. I'm just skipping <laughs> right straight. I think you need a nap. You were up I'm way too skip- early. Your day's been confuzzled. You went on too early. I think you uh, need another cup of coffee. Yeah, as long as it's not Judge Judy's favorite saying, a kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. No, I like kerfuffle. Kerfuffle's better because kerfuzzle? What'd you say? Confuzzled? You're confused? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kerfuffle is a conflict. That's a conflict. Well, the, the words sound almost identical. Confuzzled is confused and puzzled at the same time. You know, George or Joey? Uh, you yeah, guys who's confused? George? Who are you going to be confused with this George Joey. character? Joey. Joey. Hey, Joey. Well, you got to go by the name you came in yeah. as, and you Joey. came in as Joey. Hey, Joey. Well, we have reasons. And then we got this kerfuffle going on. You know, I used to we used to watch a lot of Judge Judy, and she'd say that seems like a real kerfuffle. 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 Hold on, I got to get myself the horn. That slipped. Easy, uh, settle, oh, down. settle down. Eric I got carried away. I'm sorry. Aphrodite oh. wants to know. Aphrodite oh. wants to know your Facebook page name, oh, old man. What with the damn the horn in my ears? Oh, sorry. Hey, I did the horn to me. I gave myself the horn. Anyway, she used to say that word all the time, and I thought she made it up. I go, there's the, the Judge Judy making up name words now. And I looked it up. I went, oh, my gosh, it's really a word. Old man, what's your Facebook fan page name if you have one? Well, I actually have one for the podcast, the old man's podcast. There's that one. And then there's mine, the old uh, uh, the old man. There's mine. Uh, uh, oh, man. I always hate giving out my secret identity. Dang, rabbit. Email me at the old man's podcast at gmail.com and I'll give you all my contacts, my 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 Facebook, my bleep, bleep, uh, bleep. that's all folks. My Facebook and, and all that. Yeah, the old man's the old man on Podbeam. That's the show one, I believe. That's the show one right yes, there. Yes. And uh yeah, um I don't even know what my normal one is. Well, the normal one is your actual name. Yeah, what's his name? Um, Paulie. Yeah. Paulie, right? Yeah. Okay, we'll go. Give me the cricket. Nah, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't want to give it out. I, you know, that's okay. Should... You're like allowed to say that. You don't want to give out the other I don't name. give out oh, personal yeah. information. Something's cool. sacred. But I'd love to have you there. I'd love to have you come to it. I'd love to have you be a list, a friend. Uh, <clears throat> and um. Let's see. Oh, one thing, too, people. Um, I don't send. I don't send friend requests from my personal or from the pot uh, from the podcast page. So be really careful if you get those, because hackers get in. Yeah. Hackers get in. They get your they get your feed, and then they'll send out friend requests as you. 
Yeah. And they're mm -hmm. hacking everybody that's in your contacts. So yep. if you get a, if you get a friend request from somebody, I always do this. I'll contact them and say, "Hey, did you send me a friend request?" And they'll go, "Yeah, I did." I'll, okay, then I'll accept it. Uh, but you got to be careful with that stuff. Yeah, you got to look. Well, I got some from my mom on the weekend, and I was laughing because we have her account set up as like in memory of because she passed uh -huh. away. Yeah. And I got a message from her on the instant messenger or whatever for Facebook. Yeah. Hi, it's been so long since we talked. I don't know if you remember me, but if you do, let's connect. And I'm killing myself laughing, going, okay, whoever is hacked the account doesn't realize it's my mom they're talking about. Oh, hey, wait a oh. minute. She could, have, she could have been calling you from the, uh, hitting you up on the yeah, game. You never know. She calling you from the world beyond. Yeah, no. The guy messaged my aunt, too, and he didn't know who she was. No, it was changed. We changed the password and everything, and... It was all good, but yeah, no, they get in there and I found out through Facebook that yeah. um, when you're on Facebook, because Instagram and everything is attached. Yeah, I hate that. If you, yeah, so mm -hmm. if you're on Instagram and you're sharing on, like, say you share something from your Instagram to like Twitter now known as X or whatever, and you're crossing over. It's easier for it to hack if you like link the accounts together. So, you know, on Podbean, it says, do you want to attach these accounts? Like your Facebook, right. whatever. So right. they said, if you don't, you want to take a less chance of getting hacked, don't attach it to your actual accounts, like still have it for your Podbean and your right. podcast, but don't attach it right to the app. So it's less likely that you'll get hacked. Yeah, that's why. Uh, yeah, that's why I have the old man's podcast uh, Facebook page. That's right. the thing Podbean's linked to, not my personal one. Right, and don't and, have the uh, same password for everything they said, which <laughs> I didn't do. Yeah, you oh, just mm. gave out my password. What? My password is don't password. use the same password for everything. Oh, oh come on, man! I think what you are you go talking back about? I don't know your no, password. No, 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 no. That, that was no, a password. It's a joke. It's a joke, Crash. Oh, jeez, Louise! I'm I still, tra I'm up. like traumatized from this morning. Seriously, it messed me hey, up. At least, at least your password is now one, now one two, three, four, five. It's oh, like this would commercial. Change that. It's just like the commercial. The the boy comes into his parents' house and he goes, "Okay, well, I'm gonna have to change your password for the, you know, for the Wi-Fi. So what 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 password do you want? What what password do you want me to leave to use?" And she goes, "I don't want to give you a password." And he goes, "Well, you got it ready." She goes, "No, that's the password." <laughs> <laughs> do you have a unique oh, yeah. Wi-Fi name for your Wi-Fi? Uh, I I don't so know. So, like, if your neighbors <laughs> were to look up and see the Wi-Fi in the area, does yours have a unique unique name, or is it just what it came with when you got your Wi-Fi? I think it's just what it came with. Mine is Nacho Wi-Fi, so Nacho Wi-Fi. <laughs> that is so good. Nacho <laughs> and my neighbor's Wi-Fi is this is not your Wi-Fi, Gestapo. <laughs> Uh, I've heard of people putting uh, FBI, you know, FBI yep. wife or something like that. Yeah. My son's my son's uh, Wi-Fi name at his house is yeah. this is my Wi-Fi, not your Wi-Fi. So don't touch That's my Wi-Fi. 
It's a good one. I yeah. like the commercials I see on TV that say, um, uh, oh, it's not a TV commercial. It's a meme, I guess it says. Uh, NASA, NASA can collect data from her halfway around the universe, but I can't get my Wi-Fi to go across my house. <laughs> yep. I have that problem. We have to have a uh, Wi-Fi booster from my living room to upstairs because it doesn't reach. And that's stupid. I know. It I is mean, dumb. You know, they're uh, like uh, Xfinity. They're not putting out a thing for a 10G. I think it's a 10G. It was four, then five. They skipped everything and went to a 10G or something. You know, you need to get this. I go, no, I don't need to get it. You need to give it to me. Yeah. Why do I have to pay for all the upgrades when you should be giving exactly. me the upgrades and charge the new people? Uh -huh. They take me off. They take me off. And well, then the I fiber internet, you can't get it at my house. So I live in a block of eight townhouses all attached, right? Four and, or no, seven, four and three on the other side of the driveway. But right. if you cross the street, all that side of the street can get the super fast internet. My side, no. And if you go past the street, like past my house, they can get everything. But where I am, they said that I'm in the little town that's next to me because my driveway, one half my driveway is... Yeah. My town. The other half of my driveway is the town beside me. It's all a stinking ripoff. That's all it is. That's yeah. All it is. Like I, 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 I get the worst TV reception, you know, and it's I just don't understand. And I'm I'm about ready to go into go into Xfinity and yell at them again. You know, I pay too much money to sit there and have to wait for things that have to reboot. I go, I'm paying you guys way too much money. This is the kind of service I would expect. If I was paying twenty dollars a month, but come you need on. to get IPTV, what I have, uh, I go through the internet. It uh, is a little, yeah, Android box, and I have TV from all around the world. I get like six thousand channels, and it's got a system built in. It's almost like Netflix, so it's yeah. got every show, every movie, and it's got twenty four seven channels, and it costs me twelve bucks a month. What is it? A little box? A little thing you put on your TV? You plug it into your TV? Yeah, it's a little it. box you plug into your TV. But what's the it's feature? Just like that? A, what's going into that? Your, it is a program. But if you, like, you gotta, you I, I will your, call your, you later and explain it to you. It's too hard. To hook, no, don't. I, I don't. I've got a headache already. Okay, listen. I'm going <laughs> to tell you now. So do you have, like, a box from your cable company? Yeah, it's outside. It's outside the box. Yeah, the cable. Yeah, but, the cable comes into a box. Right. No, but inside the house. Are you talking about a router? No. No, not a router. I don't. Do, no. Do you have like a cable box in the house that all your channels come from? No, the box is that the cable goes to a box outside my house and then splits off to different rooms in my house. There is oh, not. I see what you're saying. Oh, okay. So you don't have. See, in Canada, we have the cable comes into the house for TV, but then you get like a TiVo box here, and that's what our channels go through. Oh, no, I don't get that. No, no. I'm, All right. Well, I'm, I'm just gonna hook up to Bob and steal Bob's cable. See, GR, right there. Right, GR, GR, whatever, right there. Roku. That's it's Gary. just a little stick that plugs into your. Thank you. I couldn't remember his first name. Sorry, Gary. I'm sorry. Um. It is a little stick. It just plugs into your TV, and all of your stuff is right there. I don't know. Too much stuff. Too no, much it's stuff. Easy. And you'll save I a lot of money. I have to steal my cable. I have to throw them over the damn ocean. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm scared when I got to see. Now you're scaring me with all this new tech stuff. 
Rourke, if you, you want to try it for it free, I can give you my link and you can try it for free. Oh, they're stopping that stuff. They're going to put a clamp down on that stuff. I'm I've been using you. it for 12 years. They're going to clamp down on it, I'm telling you. I no, read an article. Is mine isn't, mine isn't kibosh. clamp down on you sharing stuff to other people and they're not getting money. They're saying they're getting robbed. That's what robbed. I have, Gary. Isn't smart Robin. Hey, hey, who's getting robbed here? You want to hire me for a hitman job? I'll throw somebody over. Yeah, yeah. And you give me a give me a discount. Give me a discount, Joey. Joey, All give right. me a discount on rubbing people out. You know what I mean? All right, I got you. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Just send me a name as a list on that. I got you. It's like my my uh my my kids' mom's husband, Joe. Joe. He says, Hey, don't hey, you guys you got somebody I need to take care of? Just let me know. I'll do it for free. You get the family discount. Thanks, yeah, Joe. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Five finger uh, discount. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Hey, 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 hush, hush, hush. You never know who's listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Five-figure discount shoplifting. Yeah, well, yeah. You know. I'm talking to Joey. You can't come on my show and talk to somebody else. You I'm sorry, I was just commenting. Ah, forget it. I'm going to Okay, I'll leave. No, oh, you stick around. No, don't stick leave because then they got to call me. you and say, I'm sorry. Come no, back. you don't. You don't have to say your story. You didn't do anything wrong. I didn't mean to be mean. <laughs> I'm getting ready to, I'll get ready to, uh, to, for our Thursday show when, uh, your, your, your guest co host, Jimmy Jam, the Jammy Man, comes on. <sighs> yes, I can't wait. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. All right. Well, listen, tomorrow is uh, Amber May Day. I haven't My heard anything from another mystic. I think I think oh, Amber. I know who she is. Uh, oh, yeah. good, good, good girl. Very good girl. Yeah, yeah, she's good. She's I up love there. Amber. I'll make sure. I'll make sure to send you a link to get in. No politics and no religion, please. I don't do that. No, but you we gotta, gotta tell my sister that. We gotta ride. We gotta ride. Uh, we gotta ride. Her. Oh my God, I'm gonna We gotta ride herd on Amber. She did good last week. She, she did good, really well. I'm proud of her. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get her on here. Gotta tie yeah. the red string around her finger. So every time she sees the red <laughs> string, she knows not to talk about it. <laughs> it's good times. Good times. And then Wednesday, Wednesday's Shelby. I thought yeah. Shelby was going to come into the show today and here, but she didn't. She didn't come in. Maybe hey, so uh, cool. Aphrodite, you leaving? All right. Well, thanks for stopping in, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Did uh did you ever email me your mailing address? I asked you to. Uh, I need you to mail me your real name and your mailing address. Uh, I'm gonna have a little something something to send you later on once I get them. Uh, to the old man's podcast at gmail.com. Here, I'll write it. Uh, no, you can't pronounce. I don't want to pronounce your real name. I need to put it on an envelope or a box. Aphrodite. I'm not telling you what I'm sending you. It's just going to. Is that the real name on the list right here, Aphrodite? No, that's not a real name. I was just asking. It's my middle name. Apparently. Oh, for crying out loud. There's my email address. There's my email address. Send me your name and your, and your, uh, and your uh, mailing address. A mailing address. Well, I like the Aphrodite name. Yeah, I do too. I've always liked that name, Aphrodite. My cousin's Aphrodite. name is Xavier. I, I couldn't say it when I was a little kid. 
she's, now she's calling me a stalker. Okay, stalker. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a stalker. Good Lord. Uh. Well, that's it. I'm all talked out. I've done it. Eric. Well, I know we're, you know, we're already there two hours. So that would probably obviously mean that we've got to go. But of course, um, be on lookout for us to fire up the lunchtime outside normal. And, um, you know, and I'm thinking if I understood him correctly, he's supposed to have like a special Monday episode of True Crime Tuesday to be on lookout for and then be on lookout for, you know, some of the other awesome friends who'll be do doing shows a little bit later. And of course, we'll have Amber joining us tomorrow and we'll also have um, the Frankie D show also tomorrow. And, you know, and, and Jeremy doing a Cummings' Culture Chill show also tomorrow evening. Be on the lookout for that. And and more friends a little later in the week, like the Pulse Wednesday Variety Show and the Beans and Weenies Slightly Doomed Show, the Potluck Podcast, Slackery 2 Alpha. And be on the lookout for Caps' Chill Show and many more friends we'll be seeing around later in the week. Hey, uh, Russ, you want to jump on real quick and tell us what you got going on with your uh, true crime show? You can. We got a few minutes. Got a few minutes to go. There he is. And if he also wants to remind us of Mountain Dew and Moon Pies, right? I already did. <laughs> what do you got Moon going pie. on? What's cooking? Uh, What's tonight, cooking, uh, we're doing this instead of Tuesday night, um, we're doing Monday night, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's uh, the Slender Man. They were the legend of Slender Man and the case that revolved around it. So, Me and Lucky Me from uh, 62 Patios. Check that out. There you go. You Make doing, sure you man? get there and check Oh, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Uh, <clears throat> I was wondering hey, where man. you were. Man, where's Russ? You don't like me anymore, I guess. <laughs> no, we're just having fun. It was a joke. We're just having fun. Joking around. Um, good times. Good times. Hey, Mountain Dew in the Eric. Well, hey, don't forget. We always have to have your snack plug. Yeah, yeah. Hey, don't forget to tune in to Tick Radio. Easy Rider, Tanner Up, Right Time Radio, Foolish Thoughts by a Fool for Learning Podcast, Ruku's Beer, uh, YouTube channel for beer reviews, his Sunday show, Stewie Griffith's podcast on Sundays, and the up and coming, the 620 Patio Podcast with Shane and Lucky Me. Make sure you check them out. What a great show. It's a lot of fun. Uh, remember, you can check out and get those books from Neil, get that book from Neil Offen. At any of the bookstores, uh, Amazon, his book is called Building a Better Boomer. It sounds fun. Sounds fun and it sounds hilarious. So check him out. We're also going to post this, the interview by him uh, by itself. So it'll be a standalone podcast that you can listen to. Or you can just download this one and listen to it again, too. But uh, we had a good time. Shonda did an awesome job with her interview, as she always does. And uh, good times, man. Good times. Be sure to tune in tomorrow, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, for Tuesday with Amber May. Amber May's going to be here. All right. I guess that's it, Eric. We're going to let uh, Rich Big Dog close us out, and then we're going to give everybody a later gator. Uh, we are, and, uh, and then uh, we'll see what's happening. All right. This is Big Rich Dog from the Dreadnought 928 Podcast, and you've been listening to the Old Man's Podcast with Eric Kirk and the Navigators, live on Podbean. Later, Gators! Have a good day! Later, Gator! Later, Gator! Later, Gators! Bye! <laughs>